Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Thursday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Amos. Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent word to Jeroboam, king of Israel, as follows. Amos is plotting against you in the heart of the house of Israel. The country can no longer tolerate what he keeps saying. For this is what he says. Jeroboam is going to die by the sword, and Israel go into exile far from its country. To Amos, Amaziah said, Go away, seer. Get back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there. Do your prophesying there. We want no more prophesying in Bethel. This is the royal sanctuary, the national temple. I was no prophet, neither did I belong to any of the brotherhoods of prophets, Amos replied to Amaziah. I was a shepherd and looked after sycamores, but it was the Lord who took me from herding the flock, and the Lord who said, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. So listen to the word of the Lord. You say, do not prophesy against Israel. Utter no oracles against the house of Isaac. Very well. This is what the Lord says. Your wife will be forced to go on the streets. Your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Your land be parceled out by measuring line. And you yourself die on unclean soil. And Israel will go into exile far distant from its own land. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. The law of the Lord is perfect. It revives the soul. The rule of the Lord is to be trusted. It gives wisdom to the simple. The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. The precepts of the Lord are right, they gladden the heart. The command of the Lord is clear, it gives light to the eyes. 
The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. The fear of the Lord is holy, abiding forever. The decrees of the Lord are truth, and all of them just. The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. They are more to be desired than gold, than the purest of gold, and sweeter are they than honey, than honey from the comb. The judgments of the Lord are true, and all of them are just. Alleluia, Alleluia. God was in Christ to reconcile the world to himself, and the good news of reconciliation he has entrusted to us. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus got in the boat, crossed the water, and came to his own town. Then some people appeared, bringing him a paralytic stretched out on a bed. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, Courage, my child, your sins are forgiven. And at this, some scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. Knowing what was in their minds, Jesus said, Why do you have such wicked thoughts in your hearts? Now, which of these is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But to prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, get up, and pick up your bed, and go off home. And the man got up, and went home. A feeling of awe came over the crowd when they saw this, and they praised God for giving such power to men. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus gets back in his boat. The Gadarenes had asked Jesus and his disciples to leave their territory, and who knows, maybe the disciples weren't expecting to be back for a little while, but, you know, here they are, going across the lake yet again. It was a pretty fierce kind of rejection, you know, we heard that the whole town came out and asked them to leave. But he's back now, he's back in Capernaum, and doesn't waste any time. No time for feeling sorry for oneself, no time for licking one's wounds, no time for lamenting or ruining a mission trip that didn't pan out quite the way that maybe some had hoped. For Jesus and the disciples, there's no time for self-pity because there's too much pity to have on others. And there's a beautiful moment here because where the Gadarenes had asked Jesus to leave in this sort of act of self-sufficiency and, and pride, you know, we don't need you, we don't need you exposing our sicknesses. Now we have the people of Capernaum coming forward to Jesus with this paralytic on a stretcher in hopeful expectation that Jesus can heal there's a willingness here to acknowledge the sickness and to acknowledge the healer. And so Matthew tells us that seeing their faith, Jesus begins this moment of healing for him. And so I think that's the first moment of contrast between these people who bring the paralytic to Jesus and the Gadarenes who say, leave because you want to change us in ways that we don't want to change. 
Now, what's a little bit startling is what happens next. Jesus, having this paralytic man in front of him lying on a stretcher, says to him, Courage, my child, your sins are forgiven. Um, thanks, Lord. Um, but can't you see I'm lying on a stretcher? I mean, it seems very obvious why they're bringing this man to Jesus, and yet Jesus addresses a different problem for this man. Now, I don't think that he's equating the sinfulness with his paralysis. Um, You know, this is a theme that comes up later in the Gospels about, uh, you know, whether or not people deserve their sicknesses or, you know, deserve the unfortunate things that happen to them as a consequence of something that they've done. Um, and, and Jesus says pretty emphatically, look, no, no, that's, that's not what's going on here. So I don't think Jesus is saying the paralysis is a consequence of the sins. But Jesus does place a certain priority on healing the interior. I'll heal your heart before I heal your legs. And so the Lord, he starts off by referring to this paralytic as, as my child. Now, I don't think this is Jesus being condescending, but Jesus revealing the kind of love that he has for this man. It's the love that a father has for his son or daughter. And of course, a father is one who gives son, his son or daughter life. And, you know, that's exactly the kind of love that Jesus has For his people to give them life because, you know, Jesus is so intimately bound with the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, the creator, the one who is the source of our life. So he turns to this man, calls him my child and then gives an invitation. Courage. So in this brief little interaction, we've seen a couple of things happen already. We've seen the faith of this man and his attendants who who carry him to Jesus. We've seen the kind of hopeful expectation with which they come. And then we've also seen a revelation of the loving concern that Jesus has as a father for his child to this man. But this interior transformation which Jesus is accomplishing in this man asks for one thing. Courage. The forgiveness of sins the repentance of our former ways, it needs courage. Exactly the kind of courage that the Gadarenes didn't have. And so they asked Jesus to leave. Now, while there's no kind of causal relationship that's established between this man's paralysis and his sinfulness, it is interesting that Jesus puts these two things together. Because sinfulness is a kind of paralysis. And to get up from something like that asks for courage. And it's here that we see a kind of coming together of God's grace and our action, our need for courage. God gives us the capacity to get up, but we've also got to Get up. That really does ask for courage, especially if you've been lying on that stretcher for a long time. When we've convinced ourselves that getting up is the very thing that we can't do. You know, sometimes we can have some fairly 
long-standing battles with sinfulness. Um, you know, particularly those those sins that come from our weakness around food, alcohol, sexuality, pornography. These days you can add, you know, addictions to social media or video games, gambling, all sorts of things that kind of hold us captive, you know, paralyzed, lying flat on a stretcher. And, you know, maybe the Lord is giving us this same invitation. Courage, my child. Courage. Now, in the translation which we have, um, you know, Jesus says, Courage, your sins are forgiven. Now, that kind of gives the impression that it's a bit of a one-and-done kind of thing. It's a, it's a one-off deal, you know. Everything in the past... That belongs to God's mercy, but everything from now on, that's on you. But, um, you know, that phrase is actually in the present tense. Courage, my child, your sins are being forgiven. It's something that's happening, that's happening right now, and it's continuing. And, and I think, you know, that kind of rescues us from a little bit of despair, because our forgiveness... It's not a one-and-done thing. Our getting up from our mat, from our stretcher, our rising from our paralysis is something that's it, it's ongoing. And so, you know, we need to be able to keep the example of this paralytic and his friends, that they keep coming to the Lord with faith. Here is the one with the power of the Creator, and the one who can recreate us. But then he also gives us a word. Courage. Don't be resigned to the bed. Stand up. His grace won't be lacking. But neither must our courage be lacking. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching... We dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.